What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 59, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. founder numero uno, and I am joined by my co-host, who is down the on-deck circle. Let's see what's going on with him. Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Hey, J-Mac. What's up? How you doing, man? Pretty well. Ready to go to sleep, yeah, in man. fact. It's only 8.45, but I feel like an old man and I'm really tired. I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, we've got the new season prediction episode. Ben is running a little bit late, but he'll be with us in a few. And we have a very special guest here in the studio. Who do we got here? <laughs> Welcome, man. How you doing? I'm good. I I'm guessing your your Grammy for that walk up music is is in the mail. Should be. Yeah, I sent it to the polisher, so you know we're just yeah. going to get it back. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. We couldn't do the season prediction episode without you. So it's got to. It's yeah. a tradition now. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, man. That music never ceases to make me laugh. It's like perfect. <laughs> It's perfect because you come on just like three or four times a year, so we don't get to hear it all that often. So every right. time you do, it's just a gym. Yeah, I'm sick. I'm sick of my thing now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, really, it's really well done. Maybe we need to to revamp all of them this year. I don't know. We'll think about it. We'll see how much time does it take? I don't know. I've just got to come up with a creative idea, and that you know comes and goes. So yeah, don't mess with perfection. No, you don't want to mess too much up, but at the same time, got to keep it fresh. But uh, yeah, we're gonna do the. 2019 season predictions we did our fantasy draft the other day feeling pretty good about that what about you guys yeah i feel really good the the draft told me at the end i have the most fantasy points of anybody in the league going into the season so that that always works out exactly how you expect absolutely um sam's team looks pretty bad according to that same metric yeah but we know it's not (laughs) yeah i was looking at it today i was just like combing through uh, each person's record over the years. And Sam has like a 750 winning percentage. Dude, yeah, I've got like 680, something like that. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, we just spent, I, like this. I like that game. We spent so much time in the first like really like because you guys did it a year before me, right? Or maybe two? Ooh, two or three. This is year five. Okay. This is year five? Five. This wow. is year three for me in that league. So... All I'm saying, though, is that we just like as soon as I jumped in the league and we started streaming pitchers all the time that first year, we just mm-hmm. mashed dicks in the whole time. And so, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even fair. No, it really wasn't. So we compiled a lot of wins to help that. But hey, I stand behind my record. I know you do, too, Sam. Absolutely. I love beating the dicks in of my opponents. Yes, of course. Jimmy, you've got some good stuff, though. I love Pauly Goldschmidt. That's a good pickup. I know he's he's been a mainstay. My my big. So this is a keeper league. And a few years ago, uh, two years ago, I think, I made a very dumb trade. At the time, I thought it was going to be just, you know, the steal of the century. I traded with Marty. People on the show don't know Marty. But uh, I traded Alex Bregman for Ioannis Cespedes. Oh, man. 
And uh, Cespedes is no longer on my team. Uh, I don't know when he's going to play another baseball game. And Bregman has turned into a total star. So, But that was uh, a gamble, man. Like, that could have easily worked out the other way. I get where your head was at at the time. I mean, I probably wouldn't have done the trade. But just given my, I don't know. I know Cespedes, I feel like. I feel like I've followed his career really closely overall. Up until probably like the last year or so. But. I guess he hasn't yeah. really played baseball, so that helps. I have a I have a tendency to put too many eggs in the Mets basket. Yeah, just in all aspects of life, I guess. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> More like a bunch of lemons in the basket. Hello. Nice. <laughs> I'm making up for Ben not being. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll pull the crickets <laughs> out if we're not careful. Yoenis Suspendus will be back midseason. Okay, maybe. Maybe he had heel surgery on both of his heels. How does that happen? That I don't is know. Brutal man. And that was the thing was his speed was always such a drawing factor to him. Yeah. But man. not a, not a, he doesn't hustle. Yeah. No, not, He's a not hustle. Johnny hustle. <laughs> no, not a hustle guy. But yeah, so new league. The funny thing about Paul Goldsmith, why I saw him on your team and I was like, at first I'd forgotten for a second that we added a couple of teams. So we had to release and we also dissolved a few teams. And at first I thought somebody let him go like on waivers yeah. into the keeper. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Gotta be yeah. Kidding. I saw, I saw like when we were watching the draft, someone like Nolan Arenado was available. And I was like, what kind of idiot <laughs> yeah. available? We yeah. dissolved AJ's team and um, Kevin's team. And they were both really good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, well, we all kind of benefited from it. I feel like in new year, new baseball, I'm excited. Opening day is like a week and a half away, isn't it? Something like that. Don't they start in the in the Japan game when, this week? Wednesday, the 20th yeah. at 535 Eastern time Excellent. is first pitch of MLB. I'll right. have it on. I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to try and get up, but damn, that's 435 for you. Yeah. I'll probably end up recording it, Mike, is my guess. <laughs> at least a little bit. I usually get up about 530, though. So, I mean, you know. Jesus. I'll catch the second half of it, something like that. <laughs> I love Sam's reaction there. He was like, that sounds terrible. Hey, believe it or not, the social media stuff that we do and all the blogs and everything, that doesn't just write it and post itself. So 530 is kind of a necessary thing. Fair. But no, it's uh, I'm excited for it. I think that's an awesome opening series. It sucks that we kind of have to wait a little bit for more baseball after that, though. Yeah, I guess it'd be another week, right? Yeah. Sam, you're going to be in town here, right, for opening weekend? I will. I will. Next Wednesday, I will fly into Dallas, and I'll stay through the weekend. So I'll go to opening day on Thursday, uh, the second game on Saturday, and fly out Sunday morning. Nice. Hopefully, we can make time to do an outfielder episode while you're here. And eat a foul pole. Yes. Jimmy, have you heard about the foul pole? No. Do you want to describe this thing, Sam? Okay, so, uh, well, let me give you a little backstory on the food that they produce at the Rangers ballpark. There's okay. always some sort of gimmick, some sort of gimmicky giant food item, like Texas-sized food item. It all started with uh, the Boomstick, which is like a two-foot-long hot dog named after Nelson Cruz. It's like covered in cheese and like grits and bacon and like other other hot dogs it has a carry <laughs> other hot dogs it has a carrying case for god's <laughs> sakes so this year uh they they came out with something called the foul pole f-o-w-l oh, it is no. like a, a two pound chicken tender that comes in its own like cardboard carrying case and smothered in like grits and other chicken tenders it's on a bed of fries too wow. it's awful I don't know, Justin, if, if Sam has ever told you about how we had this idea 
of um, there's there's a, a sandwich place in the Bay Area that we used to like to go to called Ike's. Yeah. And, you know, you'd get a sandwich and it would eventually start to get a little soggy. Sure. Uh, and we had this idea of taking an Ike sandwich, blending it and then spreading it on a new sandwich. Okay. <laughs> We never so, did it, okay. but uh, so, hold on. when we brought, brought it up to our significant others, they were uh, disgusted. <laughs> Wait, hold on. So, so we pick up like a pastrami on rye or something like that, right? Something sure. like that. We put it in a blender. We get it all liquefied, and then we put That's it right. on another sandwich as just normal spread. Or do That's we right. eat it like a? Is it like a tuna sandwich where the the innards are just the sandwich? Is that what we're talking about? And just. Uh, or is this like a spread? Suppose it, it depends on the consistency, I'd say. It's yeah. like, can we use an ice cream scoop or do we need to use a knife? That's right. true. Yeah, because the other thing, because what I immediately pictured was that that was just like the spread of another full sandwich. Which I wasn't ruling out. Right. No, I, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. We'd have to see what step two of the experiment produced. Right. We we don't know. <laughs> yeah. We need, talk, we need to go, go into R&D and figure this out. Yes, we'll send the interns out on it. There's way, way too much like too many unknowns here that we need to work out. We'll get That's the right. on it for sure. So we expanded the idea to uh, to chicken nuggets too. It was like, can we blend up a bunch of chicken nuggets and like <laughs> put the sauce in there and then just put it on a hoagie roll? Oh, it sounds so good. I, I don't know why people get grossed out when we describe that. It sounds delicious. How could it be bad? Is my yeah. question. I don't. I'm sure, there's a way. I I feel like you definitely need something hearty to wash it down with. You need some ice cold beers for sure. Yeah, probably some Bud Diesels. <laughs> <laughs> Bud Diesels, exactly. Well, um, I guess we should probably start getting into some of the prediction talk. What do you guys think? Sure. Yeah, so I guess what we'll do is we'll do AL first, and then we'll go NL, and then we'll kind of give our playoff predictions, and then our, so all of our division winners, and then the wild card winners, and then all the playoff predictions, and then we'll go into the AL and L champ, and then the World Series, and then I guess we can... If Ben ever shows up in the studio when he's supposed to be here, then, you know, he can give his predictions or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. He'll be in at some point is what he says. Great. Sam, do you want to get us started in the AL East? Yeah, let's do AL East. Do you want me to? Let's start, I'll run through my like my ranking of the team. Okay. Where I, think fall. I have uh, New York Yankees taking first, then the Red Sox, um, the Rays, the BJs, and then the Orioles. I like it. Okay. Um, the Orioles are not going to breach 60 wins. I think they're, they're terrible. They're yes. really bad baseball team still. Um, and I have the Yankees and the Red Sox both uh, getting over 100 wins. Wow. Wow. That's, that's hefty. I don't, know that the Red really Sox are gonna, I don't know that the Red Sox are going to get there this year, but we'll talk about why whenever we get them on. Sure. Where do you have the Rays fall then? They would be right in the middle at just under 90 wins. Wow, you think... I think I think I feel like I have them too low win wise. You have them at 87? 87. Okay. They had 90 something, 97 last year. So even Yeah. Yeah, dude, they were really good. They would have won any other division in baseball except for the AL East. And their their pitching is still really good. Yeah, I agree with that. Jimmy, where 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 do you fall here? I've got I think the same overall, well, I have I have the Red Sox coming in at first. I have Red Sox, Yankees, Rays, Blue Jays, Orioles. Um, I have the Rays at because we can just forget about the the BJs and the Orioles. I have uh, the Rays at eighty eight wins. 
And then I have the Yankees at 92 and the Red Sox at 94. So, I mean, I think it could be like a pretty interesting uh, home stretch there. I don't, I don't know that anyone's going to run away with the division this year. Yeah, that's kind of where my head's at. What I've seen from the Red Sox, and I know spring training doesn't matter, but is a little bit alarming to me. I would say more where my alarm would be, though, is the pitching in general, uh, as far as the bullpen goes. They did not re-sign Craig Kimbrell, which is concerning overall if Matt Barnes is going to be their closer, which I'm not comfortable with. Um, I just I feel like they're going to suffer in the rotation a little bit with health because they always seem to. But as long as they don't run Chris Sale into the ground and David Price kind of stays moderate as he did last year, I think they sh- the rotation should be okay. But it's the bullpen that's going to be my concern, which is why I actually have the Yankees coming out of the division this year with 98 wins, the Red Sox at 94, the Rays at 86, and then the other two don't matter. And the, the Yankees bullpen is just going to, I mean, like, is it going to be as good as we think? Or it, fe- it feels like sometimes when you put a team together like this on paper that they like something doesn't go right. But to have all these guys who are like elite relievers, I mean, what is it? It's like five, five deep between uh, Chapman, uh, Batansis, Britton, Ottavino. Who am I missing? David Robertson. Robertson. Uh, mm. did, they, did they bring him back? I don't know that they ended up bringing him back. You're, uh, but even those four. Yeah, and then they've also got half somewhere. I don't know where that's going to fall yet. Right. He seemed to work as a mid-reliever for them last year. Yeah. Yeah. With no, uh, Severino and CB or CC uh, on the bench at the start of the year, Jay yeah. Happ will be on, in the rotation. Yeah, for sure. But they've done a lot more in the pitching department than I would have expected. That's more along the lines of, well, I guess it's kind of different, though, because Boston's a little bit further along, obviously, in the like success ha- after a rebuild process. I mean, given that they just won a World Series, I think that's easy to say. I feel like the Yankees... But, but what I'm saying is the Yankees had a bunch of trade uh, pieces that they could trade that made made making this team a lot easier, I should say. So I just feel like Boston didn't have the pieces to go out and do what what they need to. At the Who deadline, won the World Series last year, Jimmy? Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder. Hey, we talked to everybody around here. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I feel like the Yankees are going to be good this year. I feel like it's at the very minimum going to be way more competitive. And yeah, at least there's that because they really just mashed the Yankees dicks in all year last year for the most part. Damage. Damage. Hashtag do damage. All right. Let's go into the central. Sam, what are your thoughts here? Lead us off. Uh, Yeah. So I have the Indians taking first place with 95 wins. I, I want to reconsider my numbers here because I think that's that's a lot of wins for that team. Yeah. Um, twins in second with 84 white Sox 72 wins the Royals with 71 wins and then the Tigers with 69 wins <laughs> yeah. nice I did that joke too <laughs> <laughs> I love it uh, I think the twins are going to score a lot of runs this year um, and they have like a couple of good pitchers so I yeah. think in a really shitty division like this that should net them second place I would agree with that Jimmy where, where are your rankings at yeah, I go um, from from bottom to top: Tigers, Royals, White Sox, Twins, Indians. Yep. Um, I think like the White Sox, Royals, and Tigers are all going to be kind of hovering around that high sixties, low seventies range. 
Um, you know, the twins I have at 84 and then the Indians I have at, at 95. I think the Indians are going to be like really solid this year. I mean, if Carlos Santana brings that TV bashing energy back into the clubhouse, uh, oh, yeah. they should be in good shape. That's just what you need. What a weird story to just come out now, right? Yeah. I committed the first error of the season before it started. I was reading Jimmy's numbers, not mine. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, so all right. So I, I you didn't make that joke. <laughs> I, I, I did make the joke, but it's yeah. I wasn't even looking at my own numbers. I damn. Wow. I'm going to, should I do, should I go again? Yeah, go again. Yeah. Try it again. <laughs> yeah, you I have the Indians in first, from top to bottom, <laughs> Indians in first twins, then the Royals, then the White Sox, then the Tigers. So uh, I flip flopped. Do you think the Sox. Royals are going to be 10 games better than the White Sox? Yes. Okay. Interesting. I don't know, dude. That Royals team is really bad pitching wise. That's foundationless. I should revisit these numbers. Yeah, but I. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should have gone with Jimmy's numbers instead. <laughs> they look so good. I couldn't, you know. Yeah, just, no, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. It's easy to do. Um, I've got the Indians in first place with 92 wins. I do think they should be a little bit better than they were last year. They were really, really injury ridden <clears throat> all year last year, but they did lose some guys like Michael Brantley that are going to hurt. Um, other than the fact that I can't stay healthy, but we've talked about that plenty of times before. I've got the Twins in second place at 86 wins, White Sox at 75, Royals at 72, Tigers at 70. So not too different, not too far from where you guys are at. I just, this is still just a boring division. I hope that it heats up a little bit and gives us something to watch. The Twins being better it, should be good. I think watching the Twins will be fun. They should score many runs. Yes. They really should have last year on paper. They just never could stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Did they add anything really major? Let's see here. Uh, not really, honestly. Well, no. Okay, so they added Nelson Cruz, this podcast favorite, um, Lucas Duda, Marvin Gonzalez. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Some- and they have Miguel Sano, who will be healthy in probably like a month or so. And yes. then Byron Buxton is primed to have his first actual average season. I feel like that's been the talk for him forever right yeah he's the jerks and pro far of the midwest <laughs> genius i love it all right well let's move to the west then what have you got in the west sam on your sheet <laughs> yeah uh i've <laughs> thanks i've got the astros with 101 wins um pretty much the same team as last year they lost a couple a couple pieces but um, they won't have Jose Altuve uninjured, so I think they'll they'll be a better team overall. Yeah. Uh, Angels in second with 89 wins. They've added a ton of pieces in the offseason, so I expect them to be better. Um, the Athletics in third with 85. The Rangers in fourth with 74, and then Seattle with 72. Wow. That's just... I'm not, Jimmy, I'm not putting the Rangers at the top, but I do want them. That's aspirational for them to not... Not be dead last? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised you think so highly of the Angels over the A's. Hmm, interesting. Okay. I like it. The the A's will do something to mess it up. But doesn't it does kind of feel like we're we're due for like uh no one thinks the A's are gonna be good and then Billy Bean like pulls a bunch of guys out of a dumpster and suddenly suddenly they you know they win ninety two games out of nowhere, like Suddenly, they, suddenly they still roll into September with twenty-seven pitchers on the roster. Somehow, <laughs> goddamn. 
How many wins did they have last year? A good amount. I feel like I'm going to say like 90. Uh, wait, yeah. 90? 90, 97. What? Yeah, 97. Wow. They won a lot of games last year. They were good. They will not be as good this year. Okay. I disagree, but I I can't wait to see how that yeah. plays out. Dissenting opinions encouraged. Yeah, exactly. Embracing the debate. Jimmy, where's your head at here? I have, so I have the Rangers in dead last. Okay. Um, I have uh, the Mariners uh, with 74 wins. I have the A's at 82, uh, the Angels at 86, and the Astros at, at 96. So I'm not I, – I mean, I, I think that's – I think I have the Astros as having the best record in the AL now that I look at it. Um, but I think I think the Angels will be a solid team. They've got – they have Brad Ausmus coming in as, as new manager. Um, they added uh, Mets great Matt Harvey. Uh, so I don't know. I think, I think they'll be – they'll be in the thick of it and, you know – Maybe one of these days, uh, Mike Trout will make the playoffs. Man, I hope so for his sake. Yeah. I really hope that he doesn't leave there and go to Philly. I really don't want yeah. to start doing Ugh. a super team thing in baseball. Just not really ready for that. Yeah. <sighs> You're scared. Huh? I'm scared? You're scared. Uh, just, You're scared. Just one of those things that's, I'll, I'll deal with it. I just don't want to deal with it. That kind of deal. Um, I actually just switched. So I, I don't know why, but I had the... Or the Mariners over the Angels. I did not mean to have that originally, so I switched those. But I've got the Astros coming out on top with 95 wins, the A's at 86 wins, the Angels at 80, Mariners at 78, the Rangers at 8. They'll win eight games. No? Okay. Good? I was eating the Thin Mint. Ah, you got (laughs) caught with the Girl Scout cookies. I like it. No more. They're all gone. That was the last one. (laughs) Love it. Okay, so do we want to go over divisions and stuff in a minute, or do we want to go NL now, and then what do you guys think? I would think we do NL and then yeah. talk about right. playoff. playoffs. All right, so Jimmy, start us off with the East then, since this is your home division. Okay, so uh, I'll start. I'll go bottom to top. Ooh. Uh, dead last, I have the Marlins at 66 wins. Uh, they really didn't do much of anything in the offseason. Uh, Derek Jeter tried to hold uh, everyone hostage in exchange for uh, JT Real Muto um, and eventually dumped him off on, on the Phillies. And I don't think really got much back in exchange. Um, the, I have the Braves. At eight, so, so here's the thing is after the Marlins, I think everybody else in the division will actually be pretty good this year. Okay. Uh, so you have the, I have the Braves at 84, the Phillies at 87, uh, the Nationals at 88 and Homer alert. Uh, I have the Mets at 91 wins. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the Mets are going to be pretty good this year. Like, I think um, DeGrom isn't going to have the kind of year that he had last year, but I, I think that this will be the year that uh, Syndergaard stays healthy for a, a whole season. Um, Zach Wheeler looked really good last year. Um, so I think if, if those three uh, live up to, to their potential, I think the bullpen got a lot better. Um, we traded for uh, Robinson Cano. Um, I don't know. I, I think I think uh, everyone is uh, a little bit higher on the Nationals and the Phillies, um, and I think that uh, maybe they're, they're starting to to overlook the Mets uh, a bit. And then we have uh, young stud Pete Alonzo, um, who's going to probably 
start the season in the minors, but I've been tearing the cover off the ball in spring training. Nice. Got to love dingers. Yeah. I was, yeah. You definitely need runs to win games. And that's, that's right. That's what I hear. <coughs> I was laughing the other days. I was watching just some spring training BP kind of had it on on the TV while I was doing some other things. And I love how I always love the progression of like, you know, you start off just trying to make a little contact on your first rotation and come back around the second rotation. You're trying to hit it a little harder, a little harder by the fourth rotation. They're just hitting the goddamn piss out of the ball. And it's just yeah. so great to watch an athlete do that on a consistent basis. And it just makes me so excited for baseball. <laughs> um, all right, Sam, where are you at here? Yeah, um, very different outlook <laughs> than, than Jimmy's outlook. But it, it is his division, so he knows best. Sure. Um, from bottom to top, I have the Marlins at 67 wins. So that's probably the only thing that we do agree on. Uh, I have the Mets at 72 wins in fourth place. Uh, the Nationals in third with 88, the Phillies in second with 92, and the Braves in first with 94. Okay. <coughs> so I agree with most of that, actually. I'm yeah. I'm pretty close with you. I mean, my one to four only has an eight-game spread overall. So, I mean, we're not talking about much. I think the Phillies are probably going to come out on top. But the Braves are going to be right behind them, I think. That's going to be a coin flip, just like it was last year. But I do think the Phillies are going to be more motivated, I think, with Bryce Harper now and the whole Bryce Harper with Reese Hoskins batting clean up behind him. It's going to be a nightmare to deal with offensively. That will be a nightmare to deal with. I think they have significant clubhouse issues that they're going to have to work through. I agree with that, though. Gabe Kapler is the captain of that ship. That's Dude, ridiculous. That is you got not Bryce gold. Harper and a bunch of young kids. There's no veteran to like really whip them into shape. Now, to be fair, Phillies fans are very understanding. Right. Yeah. True. They get a lot of a lot of leeway, long leash. Yeah, of anybody that I've seen that's understanding, it's those guys. But I think I agree with you, Sam. I think that's going to be really hard. And I mean, this is the other side of not having Carlos Santana with the baseball bat to smash the television. Right. No veteran leadership in this thing. And Bryce Harper was definitely no kind of leader in, in Washington. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, it's going to be interesting to see. The closest yeah, but, they have to a leader might be Jake Arrieta. Boy, that is rough. <coughs> I'd have yeah. to look top to bottom, but I think that's probably the most veteran guy. Well, and that's also the big thing for them is uh, their starting pitching is a lot weaker than – um, well, you know, I keep bringing up the Mets, but the Nationals too. The Nationals have a really good rotation. Um, they added Patrick Corbin in the off seasons. Mm. They have Corbin. Well, they have Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. That's going to be a pretty good one, two, three. Um, so, the, I mean, the Phillies have a lot of talent uh, on the field, but you know, if they're if they're pitching uh, doesn't hold up, they could. You know, that that would be how they end up uh, not winning division. Sure. I think that one of the most tenured people on the Phillies is McCutcheon. That's a problem. Yeah. That is definitely a problem. I'm literally looking through the list. I see no one else that's really, like, you know, been around that long and all that stuff. Yeah. But this, the team will be a force to be reckoned with for many years, I think. Definitely. But I think they're going to have to get Gabe Kapler out of there first. I just don't think that guy knows what he's doing at the end of the day. Enough to keep everything all together. I really don't. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the central. Sam, where's your head out here? Get us started. Yeah, top or bottom to top. I've got the Reds in dead last with 66 wins. The Pirates with 70 wins. 
uh, the Cubs with 87 wins, the Cards with 88, and the Brewers with 90. Wow. Um, This is going to be a fun division. I think the Brewers and the Cardinals are just going to duke it out to the end. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Cubs are definitely going to be better this year, too. They almost have to be, right? Yeah, they had a terrible year last year. Where did they end up? Oh, they ended up in second with 95 wins. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, but they got the the shit kicked out of them in a one-game playoff, didn't they? Yeah, they got the wild card. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I, you know, the Reds had like a really weird offseason with the people they added. They added Alex Wood and Yasiel Puig, Matt Kemp, Sonny Gray. Like they picked up a bunch of like good has been, yeah. Uh, but like veteran, like I don't know. I, I think that they're, I don't think they're going to be like a 66 win team. I think they might end up a little bit closer to 500. Hmm. I mean, I agree. They definitely had a different offseason than they've ever had or that yeah. they've had in the in recent years, I would say. It's just kind of confusing because they're not – it's like not really – I don't know. Like they're, they're going after guys who don't really have that long of a shelf life. So yeah. that kind of has a, a win now vibe, but these guys aren't that good. So right. you're not really like <laughs> winning now. So it's yeah. kind of hard to put your finger on, on what they're what, – what the point of all this is. They're playing chess think, while we're playing checkers is what's going I guess, on, I think. Yeah. I guess the so. Rangers are doing something similar. They picked up like five starting guys who are like used to be a 5.5 out of 10. They picked up like Drew Smiley and Lance Lynn and yeah. uh, some other useless folk. <laughs> um, I think they're just trying to like put, put a product on the field and whether that product is – uh, an Oreo or a Hydrox is just <laughs> <laughs> an off-brand baseball lineup. Yeah. <laughs> off-brand baseball. I like it. Yeah. But there's, I agree though, because it's, it's really, it could go either way really, really quickly. So it's just one of those, who's the manager of the Reds now? Do we know? Mm-hmm. David Bell. David Bell. Mm, interesting. Is, is this just a case of like small market team ism? Could be. Okay. They they might be rebuilding. They're always rebuilding though. It'll happen. So are the Padres. That's They're true. always rebuilding. They've been rebuilding for twenty seven years. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Um, I've got the Reds at seventy three wins, Pirates at seventy eight, Cubs at eighty four, Brewers at eighty five, Cardinals at eighty six. I think the Cardinals did enough to make themselves better. Unfortunately, I think so too. I don't want to pick them though. I hate picking. Fucking St. Louis. All right. West, Sam, get us started. Top to bottom, Dodgers with 96 wins. I think they're going to run away with the division. Rockies in second with 86 wins. Uh, They will score a lot of runs, and their pitching will be even better than last year, I think. Um, Diamondbacks in third with 80 wins. They've they've taken a step backwards and just won't won't do much. They'll be right at 500 practically. Um, Padres with 74 wins. I don't think they have enough pieces in place to be really good this year. Um, and then the Giants bringing up the rear with 65 wins. Yeah, I see that. Jimmy, where are you at here? I have, uh, I also, I, I think I have actually the same order. I have the Dodgers coming in at 95, Rockies at 85. I have the Padres at 82. I think that uh, they might actually um, be kind of in a similar boat to. Um, where the Braves were not too long ago, where they have a very deep farm system that starts to to bear fruit. Um, plus, they added Machado, um, and then the Diamondbacks and, and the Giants uh, bringing up the bottom. 
Jimmy, what's your take on the Machado thing? We've talked about it a little bit on the, on the show, but what's what's your take on him choosing San Diego overall? I mean, like it's a it's a pretty great place to to live, um, and uh, he's getting paid. And I think that if he ends up uh, at third, which it sounds like he is, he's I mean he's I think a lot more valuable as a third baseman than a shortstop. He was kind of a subpar defensive shortstop, and they have uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. waiting in the wings, so. I think, I mean, I think that it'll be one of those, those things that you can't really evaluate until, you know, maybe three, four years from now, if mm-hmm. the, if the rest of the, the farm system actually does pan out and then he's your, your anchor, um, in the lineup, but it could, you know, could work out. I'm, you know, I'm impressed that, that they went, went big and, and, uh, competed for a, you know, a big market guy. Like they, they weren't afraid to, to shell out the big bucks. So credit to them. Yeah, that's true. They definitely were not, they never really, it feels like they got in the talks late, but they never were not in it once they were in it. Yeah. It felt like anyway. Was it with him that the Dodgers kind of showed up later, or was that with Harper? I think that was with Harper. I think it was, <clears throat> it was with Harper, and they came in, and wasn't it like they were going to offer him something like a $40 million or $50 million a- annual salary um, but for a shorter period of time and it was really weird the deal he ended up taking yeah it's an interesting deal i I don't know is it worth it to you for harper i mean if i were him and i were betting on myself i would have taken the shorter deal worth more annually and you know i mean he's going to have more money than he could possibly ever need. So it's, it's not like he, you know, long-term financial security was a problem. Yeah. Uh, why not, why not take the gamble and then hit the free agent market again when you're 29, 30 years old? I mean, you're going to get another big contract. Where's your thought there, Sam? Uh, I, I think it's, it's up to the individual to, to make that decision. I, I certainly respect the decision to go, go longer with like no, opt-out clauses and less money annually. Um, and I think it might speak to, to his personality a little bit that he is might be a, a little bit greedy. Like he just wants the, the most possible money period, mm-hmm. um, regardless of when he gets that money. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I might, I might've done something like that if I'm in his position, like you can start a family and settle down in the same city for as long as you want. For at so, least thirteen years. It's unfortunate that he's in Philly, but um, yeah, you know, each their own. But there are worse places you could be. Ultimately, it's just they're gonna have to like we already talked about that a little bit. Like where? I mean, you could be stuck in San Diego, I guess. As far as like, no, ball- take San Diego. I, I, I mean, would, ball, I'm I'm talking about ball club wise. Oh, yeah. The Phillies are a winning a winning team largely. They've had yeah, their downs, true. but they you know they have winning pedigree. Yeah. Yeah, as far as city, I yeah. wouldn't want to be there though. Fuck yeah, that, fucking Philly. Yeah, I would definitely not want to do that either. But yeah, I was I was worried there for a second. Justin. I thought you were talking about actual ball club, not you know, <laughs> city to live in. No, definitely not cheering on Philly. Yeah. They grease up the poles when their teams win. That's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not great at all. <laughs> oh man, it's great. But the only thing that I really have misgivings about, I guess, in the West, in the NL West, are just the Dodgers. I don't know. They always have that that weird ability to take steps forward, even though they shouldn't. Though, so I don't know why I even doubt it. But it just feels like they can't keep doing that forever. But it seems like they seem to do it every time. You got the right front office crew doing that stuff. Then yeah, yeah. spend money. 
That's true. They've got a lot of young guys, though. They really dealt with a lot of injury last year that, that they kind of got over. I mean, it didn't matter, but ultimately, they got a lot further than they probably should have injury-wise. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see how Kershaw pans out this year. He's been just kind of like up and down the past three-ish years, I guess. Yeah. Two, three years. But Walker Bueller is like the new Clayton Kershaw, and I think he's going to have a, a wonderful season. Yes, indeed. Well, look who just strolled his way into the studio whenever he feels like it. It's been baseball. Well, howdy, everyone. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing this fine evening? I'm not Great. too bad. Just I just ate a sleeve of Thin Mints. <laughs> Holy snap. Uh, I kid you not, I was about to bust out some Thin Mints myself. Indeed. I also made an Oreo joke for you. Thank you. It was a, it was glorious, too. Um, who's this I see on the screen? Is that Mr. James M. Middletown? Indeed. That's right. Oh, wow. You even missed yeah. the, the great intro song and everything, Ben. Was it just as glorious as I remember? Maybe even, even better. better. Yeah, it aged well. Aged. <laughs> like a fine wine. Indeed. <laughs> well, Ben, we just got done giving all of... We did AL and NL already. So, which works out perfect. So you can go down the list and do all your picks here real quick. And then we can talk awesome. about the playoffs. Hey, I love it. Can't wait. So let me start in the AL East, boys. Real quick. Uh, We've already yeah, made the start. mistake of Sam reading off of Jimmy's sheet. So don't do that. <laughs> okay. I won't do that. Uh, no, I actually kept mine pretty private. So y'all, I don't think I've seen yet my picks. Oh, right. Ben used the uh, Excel sheet instead of the fancy Google sheet that I created for everyone. Mm-hmm. I'd love to say that as a millennial, I embrace technological change, but that would be a lie, and I'm not paid to lie to y'all. Fair. What a guy. All right. So, in the American League East, we start in fifth place, Baltimore Orioles, okay. 59 wins. Yep. Consensus is there. Place, the Toronto Blue Jays, 73 wins. In third place, the Rays of Tampa Bay, 87 wins. In second place, give it up for the pinstripes, the New York Yankees with 98 wins. And in first place, much to the chagrin of myself and the pleasure of J-Mac founder, the Boston Red Sox with a smooth 99 Luftball wins. Love it. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the division overall, Ben? So the main concern I have, like, can Boston repeat? Absolutely. Are they going to? We'll have to see. I think the Yankees got better. I don't think Boston did as much, but yeah. I don't know that they had as much to fix. So I'm a little worried about Boston's bullpen. Otherwise, I think it's going to be a really close and fun division to watch. Okay. Any other additional thoughts, gentlemen, before we move on? Yeah, I'm trying to look up what the last game of the season is for the Yankees and the Red Sox because you have them one game apart. Um, mm. So that could be super interesting. Yes. Yeah, and I think that a more dedicated sports writer would have paid attention to those details. I just went with the numbers that felt good. Makes sense. That's what we're doing I here. appreciate that. Hey, once again, second time tonight, I'm going to say it. I'm not here to lie to y'all. Love it. All right, move on to the Central. Uh, yeah, in the central, fifth place, the Chicago White Sox, 65 wins. Wow, okay. Fourth place, the Tigers of Detroit, 67 wins. Third place, Lord's favorite team, the Kansas City Royals, 73 wins. Second place, the Twins of the Twin City, that's the Minnesota Twins, 85 wins. And in first place, with a stupidly high 93 wins, 
the evil Indians of Cleveland. The evil Indians of Cleveland. Very problematic of you. Yeah. yeah uh, here's the thing with this division. After I named Cleveland and Minnesota, I feel pretty confident about those figures. I literally let my four-year-old and six-year-old pick the order of the other three teams. <laughs> I said, hey, girls, what name do we like better today? Kansas City Royals, Detroit Tigers, or Chicago White Sox? And I let them come up with the consensus. I like That's it. Great. It's a good method. Thank you. You saved and, yourself, um, really. I know. Exactly. Like after um we're we're not going to be talking about this division well that's not true let me paraphrase we're not going to be talking about the bottom half of this uh of this division um after june 15th uh the only thing that minnesota is going to do is they're going to be making a play for the second american league wild card i don't think they're going to get it but they're going to be making a play for it okay what you got in the west Finally, going out west, we have in fifth place my beloved Texas Rangers at 71 wins. The Seattle Mariners with 74 wins. In third place, the Athletics of Oakland, 84 wins. Second place, Anaheim Angels, 85 wins. And in first place, Houston Astros with a quiet but confident 98 wins. So am I the only one that's got the A's in second place in that division? I think so. Wow, okay. Interesting. Where are your thoughts here, Ben? I think Anaheim made so many changes to their lineup this year. I think they're really here to play. And I think that they're going to have, it pains me to say this, but I feel like it's going to be a fun time to be an Anaheim baseball fan. I think that they have um, a dynamic team. I think that, I don't think they're nearly as flashy as the Dodgers. And I think that they're going to, really excel in that space and have a really strong identity built around um, this like little brother metropolitan area sort of beloved franchise. And I think they're going to have fun playing baseball. Hmm. Ben, I, I like it. That's kind of where I have the angels. I'd love to talk about Mike Sosha a little bit just because I think he's going to fuck this all up. Um, well, I think he's their manager anymore. Oh, he's not good. I'll shut <laughs> no, up then. He'll find but, a way to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. I didn't know that he left. Who's their new manager? Brad, Brad Osmus. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe then you know Osmus probably wouldn't be pushing for Otani to be like the opening day starter. I bet that Sosha would. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. No, I feel like uh, Sosha would be pushing for Otani to be the opening day starter, the second day starter, the third day <laughs> starter. Yeah. Until his right. arm quite literally falls off like a GI Joe. Also de-aging. As well, yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, why not? Why it's stop given. there? Yeah, I'm right, glad ben. I can contribute some facts to the podcast today. Well, like. Then he will run from uh, from the pitcher's mound and also cover second base. Yes. Sorry um, for being old school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just playing with those utility players. All That's right, ben, right. Run us down in the National League. What you got? National League East. We have the Miami Marlins in fifth place with 62 wins. Absolute dumpster fire. Consensus. Fourth place, the Washington Nationals at 81 wins. This is going to be a competitive division. Jimmy, don't hate me. I'm not <laughs> here to break your heart, but I have the Mets in third with 84 wins. Okay. Second place, the Atlanta Braves, 91 wins. Well, in first place, I didn't drink the Kool-Aid, but it pains me to say it, the Philadelphia Phillies. In spite of themselves, 92 wins, 
clinching the NL East. Thoughts? Mm. Wow. I think that it's going to be a flip-flop between the Braves and the Phillies, ultimately. But the Mets could be up there, too, as long as they stay healthy. Cut to what Jimmy was talking about earlier. But, I, Ben, I was saying before you came on, and I still think it's true, they, I don't think Gabe Kapler is going to be the person that's going to lead this team. There's just too much youth on this team. There's like We were looking at Andrew McCutcheon's one of the oldest people on this team. Which is such a weird sentence. I know, right? I know it. Like, in my mind, he still is this scrappy new young player in Pittsburgh, which is wrong. Yeah, (laughs) incredibly wrong. Um, Okay, what do you got in the Central? In the Central, speaking of McCutcheon, fifth place, Pittsburgh Pirates, 74. Okay. I think the Reds got better, and I put him in fourth place with 80 wins. Third place and second and third, I went back and forth on, and I had to consult the experts that is, the four year old and the six year old. And I went with the Brew Crew in third, Milwaukee Brewers at 83 wins, and the St. Louis Cardinals in second with 88 wins. Okay. And then finally, the Cubbies, Chicago Cubs at 90 wins, winning the Central. Wow. Boy, that's a quite the prediction given where they finished last year. Or just how it looked last year, I should say. So the thing with Chicago is, in my estimation, they're a sleepy club. They're a lazy afternoon ball club. They're not going to get out of the first round of the playoffs. But they do just enough consistently to secure the division using a decent number of leftovers from their World Series run two or three years ago. Was your statement that you just made an allusion to the fact that they didn't used to play night games it was good catch mm-hmm. good who didn't play night games the cubs mm. they didn't have stadium lights until like the 70s ben it was past harry Carey's bedtime ah. <laughs> all right ben run us down the west and in the west in fifth place screw you to smash mouth the san francisco giants at 70 wins in fourth place, 74 <laughs> wins, the San Diego Padres. Okay. Which I almost put them higher, but I don't think they've strung enough stuff together. I think they're betting too many chips on their big signings. Okay. Third place, Arizona Diamondbacks, 79 wins. Second place, give it up for John Denver and the Colorado Rockies at 83 wins. And in first place, the Dodgers of Los Angeles, 96 wins. Wow. That's a lot of wins. That is. All right. Well, good good predictions, man. Glad Thank you got to you. put them all down at one time. It's perfect. Perfect. Time. Anyone uh, thoughts, comments, opinions? I think the only real discrepancies that we have between us are in the National League East and the National League Central. Um, everything else is like almost identical between the four yeah. of us. Starting out to be just like how last season just <coughs> went progressively all year where everything was pretty much locked up by the halfway through the year. And I hope that that's not the case. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that it looks like someone came in and flipped the board over and we have exciting baseball that's giving people a reason to watch. That's what I want for this league. I would agree. Then I put the Rangers in second to last in the AOS because I'm not I'm not Jimmy who picked the Mets to win it all. I do, however, don't want them to be in the shitter. And, but we had the numbers exactly the same, which is funny. Yeah, I don't want them to be there as well. I just I don't think that they have anything. I think the best thing about the Texas Rangers in 2019 is the amount of trade value they're going to try to get whenever they yeah. sell off all their players. Yeah, and they're going to they're going to sell. Yeah, even that they'll find a way to mess it up. 
Will they yes. finally sell on Gallo? So I no, think no. whether or not they trade Gallo depends on his production in the first uh, the first three months of the season. Yeah, because I think it's like there's there's a bell curve of whether or not they will or won't trade Gallo, and if he's just doing miserable, they'll there won't be a market for him. If he's doing too good, they're going to want to keep him. But if he's right in that middle ground, there will be value for him. And uh, they're not going to be winning games. So they're going to say, yeah, we might as well try and get something for it. Hmm. An interesting theory. I'd really thought about that. I believe the only two players that are safe are Gallo and Mazzara. I think anybody else. Oh, and uh, Andrews, unless he like gets in that bell curve area where he's like middling, they might get rid of him. But Mazzara and Gallo, to me, are the only two safe players. They're going to sell big this winter or this summer. Hmm. I could see that. Jimmy, am I full of crap? No, I'm, I'm with you. Thank you. That feels good, man. Thanks. Well, Jimmy, do you want to start us off with the with your playoff predictions? Sure. All right. Um, the so AM. so I, I had uh, before we started recording, I, I had asked for a little bit of clarification about the wild card rules, <laughs> um, and that's because in both leagues, I just have the top three teams from the East making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, in the the AL. That's I have the Yankees and the Rays both getting a wild card spot, and then in the NL I have the Nationals and the Phillies taking wild card spots. Um, so stay tuned. Um, but I have um, I have the Indians and the Dodgers winning their respective leagues, and then I have the the Windians coming out on top in the World Series. Wow. Okay. Man. Yeah, Jimmy. What's going to put Cleveland over the hump? Well, I think that they. I mean, again, I think they're going to win ninety five games. I think they have a really solid team. And I don't know, like, I think we're, we're due for like another, you know, history defying world series. Like, so, um, you know, the, the Indians lost in heartbreaking fashion to the Cubs a couple of years ago. Uh, I think they just get over the hump this year. I also have a friend who works in the Indians front office and so I'm <laughs> rooting for him slightly. <laughs> your personal biases influence your decision making. Has anyone ever told you that? <laughs> I think we told him that on this show, like <laughs> not even an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sam, where are you at here? Do you want me to run down the teams that I have winning their divisions? Again? Yeah, just run through them real quick. Yeah. Uh, in the AL, I've got the Yankees uh, winning the division, the Indians winning the division, the Astros, and then the wild card goes to Boston and the LA Angels. I have the uh, AL champion, the Astros, because I think they do really well this season. They won't be quite as... Uh, injured and they'll be the good team that we know that they are um, and then in the NL I've got the Braves winning their division the Brewers and the Dodgers uh, with wild cards going to Philly and St. Louis and then um, I've got the Phillies winning the NL championship with the Astros winning the World Series wow okay the Astros over the Phillies okay yep um okay so AL East we have Boston Central, we have Cleveland. The West, we have Houston. Wild cards with Jimmy both go to uh, the AL East. We got the Yankees and the Rays. Uh, on top of the American League, the Houston Disastros. Okay. Over on the NL side, the East, we go to the Phillies, the Central to the Cubbies, the West to the Dodgers, wild cards to Atlanta and St. Louis, with the National League Championship being the Los Angeles Dodgers. I have the 2019 World Series going to the Houston Astros. Okay. Interesting. 
I'm trying to think. I don't really have a whole lot of problem with that. I think all those make a lot of sense. I'm going with, so I've got AL East, I've got the Yankees, AL Central, I've got the Indians, the West, I've got the Astros, and then the wild cards go to Boston and Oakland. Boston ultimately comes out the champ, and then I've got the NL East with the Phillies, NL Central, Cardinals, NL West, the Dodgers, and then the two wild cards go to Atlanta and Colorado, and then I've got the Dodgers coming out of the NL repeat of last year all the way around, and Boston's going to win. And guess what? I spoke it into existence last year, so I'm doing it again this year. Were you right last year? I absolutely was. Wait, who won last year? The Red Sox. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, why didn't you say anything? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't see any of your teams here, so... Sorry. Some of us are just a little bit less biased. Oh, but... <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, it's good stuff. No, good picks, guys. I'm excited for the season to start. Jimmy, awesome having you on as always. Ben, thank yeah. you for joining us even though late. Sam, good picks, buddy. Thanks, bud. Yeah, we definitely want to thank everyone for tuning into the Outfielder podcast. Don't forget, check us out on our brand new website at sensiblyloud.com. Plus, you can get all of your favorite podcasts. We have On the Break. We have Between the Hashes. We have, of course, Sensibly Loud Radio. And, of course, my personal favorite, Just Peachy. Thank you all so much. Yep, we want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 59 of the Outfielder podcast. We'd like to thank all of our sponsors, our fans, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew. Please keep patrolling that outfield. Don't text and drive. Big ups to Kevin Towers, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Get out, get out, get out.